Warning, this podcast may be disturbing to some listeners. Due to the graphic nature, listener discretion is advised. Welcome from wherever you are. This is The Demon Inside with your host, John Venom. If you want to review a different episode of The Demon Inside, you can find them on Spotify or Anchor. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. A new episode will come out every Monday. And now, to our show. We'll be right back after these messages from our sponsors. And welcome back to The Demon Inside. With a few girls and uh, Dennis and, and myself, we went over to the coffee table and sat down. And, and the first thing that uh, I heard was, would you like some hash? It was the first time that I'd ever seen Manson. And it almost seemed like everyone there that was describing him and talking about him was worshiping him from the very beginning. Um, he had become their God. Hello, my Demon Insiders, and welcome back to The Demon Inside. I'm your host, John Venom, and today we are going to be talking about The Demon Inside, Charles Tex Watson. But before we do that... Let me go ahead and send out shout-outs to my Uber customers that I've had in the past couple of weeks. So first off, let me say hi to May, who, poor, poor girl, she was really nice, really sweet, and I put her through a song called Private Affair by Garfield. Now, it's kind of a unique old song that a lot of people really don't like, but Megan's actually into it. She even says she downloaded it. So, good for you, May. Then we got Noah. Me and Noah were talking about uh, food, actually. Noah works over at the Olive Garden down by my house, and uh, we were talking about the breadsticks. So... Hopefully, I'll get in there pretty soon, and if you guys get a chance to go to uh, Olive Garden, I'd suggest you go see Noah. Uh, Then we have, this kid was really cool. His name was Tyler, and Tyler is is from uh, Johnson High School, where he is a wide receiver for uh, the football team. And uh, we were talking about football for a while. And then, of course, I had to throw in my podcast, which he said he would listen. So, Tyler, don't worry about it. You're going to hit first string next year if you don't do it this year. He's a junior in high school, so you know how that goes. Next, I want to say hi to uh, Jared Finland. And Jared actually created this piece of artwork that is incredible. I'm going to go ahead and put it on Facebook. So if you look it up, 
on uh, the Demon Inside Podcast Facebook or the Demon Inside Podcast, the uh, Twitter, uh, you'll see Jared's picture or Jared's artwork that he did uh, because he sent me the picture of it. And it's really interesting. And me and Jared had a great talk. And I think we're pretty much kindred brothers on this. You know, he had a lot of problems with people believing in his gifts, but... I do believe he has a gift, and it's a gift from God. So, so Jared, keep doing what you're doing, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, my brother. And then last but not least, I want to say thank you and a big thank you to CJ and Kevin. So last night I was working at uh, doing my security thing over at uh, one of my accounts, and CJ and Kevin and some other family members came in because they had some problems that uh, I was trying to help them out with. And CJ was actually driving back to Florida. And as you guys know, Florida is like the mecca of demon groups and responses and things. So uh, I, to- I started talking to CJ about the uh, demon inside and he said he was going to listen to it all the way. I wanted to finish this last night, and I wasn't able to because I didn't want to rush it. But, CJ, I hope you made it back to Florida. And Kevin and CJ, guys, the money that you all gave me yesterday, uh, I don't know if you guys knew or if you did know or what, but, man, I really do appreciate that. Uh, Y'all didn't have to do it. They gave me some money to help from helping them out. They said play it forward. So that's a great thing. I think everybody needs to do that. You know, play play it forward. Help out other people. That money that you gave me is definitely going into this podcast. Uh, it's a sign for me to keep going, keep doing what I'm doing. And again, guys, I really do appreciate that. And uh, thank you. Thank you. That's all I can say. Y'all got me choked up about this. Now let's get back to the demon inside. Tex Watson. So from here on out, his name is Charles Tex Watson. And I'm going to be using his name as Tex. So as not to confuse Charles Manson with Charles Watson. So Tex is who we're doing the show about today. And Tex was the guy that Charles Manson sent to do the killings. This is the real killer. You know, Manson might have told him to do these things, but Tex was the one that pulled the trigger. So Tex has gone through a lot since then. He's actually become a Christian, uh, and he's helped many people. He's even started a foundation. But before we get into all that, let's talk about Tex Watson. Tex Watson was born and grew up near Dallas, Texas. And he was one of these guys that was honor row student. He was a superstar athlete. He excelled in everything that he did. And nobody would have ever thought this would have been Tex Watson's life that was... uh, intertwined with Charles Manson. So like you heard from Tex Watson earlier, 
uh, he actually w- found a hitchhiker who was uh, hitchhiking, and it was Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys. Yeah, the Beach Boys was a musical group back in the 60s, uh, early 70s. And back then, everybody would hitchhike and do drugs and things like that. So anyway, Tex picked up Wilson, and they drove back to Wilson's mansion. And there, he met Charles Manson, who was with some women, his family girls, you know. And they started doing drugs. And before you knew it, Tex was under the spell of Charles Manson. He knew how to uh, talk to people in the right way. He had studied all sorts of uh, personalities, I think. Uh, He had studied uh, Scientology. And he knew people. He knew how to take the minds of, of the young people and twist him around his little finger and be able to talk about all the things that they were rebelling from. He was willing to take you in his arms and hold you and love you and and let you know that this is true love, the physical touch. We thought thought actually that we were, were giving up all fear. We didn't think we had any fear, yet we were fearful, paranoid individuals. We thought that we could do anything and not, and not be hurt. We thought we could take all the drugs. We thought we were going to live forever. And when we talk about sorcery and drugs and uh, uh, witchcraft, uh, a lot of times there is that charismatic leader that will be either singing or chanting or in some way preaching and trying to place into your mind thoughts that you should accept. It's talking about sorcery and witchcraft. Now, where did that come from? Because basically everybody kept saying that Manson was this hypnotist who would hypnotize you into thinking certain things and controlling you. But sorcery and witchcraft are completely different things. These are creating spells. These are a darker consciousness. These are things that uh, evil people do, that demons do. So a little bit of backstory on this before I go ahead of myself. Demons, like I said, possess people inside. And it's not just one demon. It could be several demons. It could be thousands of demons. In one of the scriptures, it talks about Legion, who was thousands of demons. And with that in mind, you have to look at the Charles Manson and see this guy who was demon-infested, and he spoke his own truth, which was all a lie to humanity. And through him, with these people acknowledging him as their savior or their Jesus or their Christ or whatever, uh, they were allowing other demons from Charles Manson to go into the disciples like Tex Watson. We will be right back after a word from our sponsors. 
and welcome back to The Demon Inside. I was 23 years old when I was on these drugs. And I didn't realize I was into sorcery. I didn't realize I was into witchcraft. I just thought I was playing with drugs and having fun. When in all actuality, I wasn't worshiping uh, satanic symbols. I didn't know anything about the satanic Bible. I was completely unaware of what I was doing, completely deceived. So by feeding into ignorance, these demons take over without you realizing what's going on. He didn't know because he didn't want to know. And you got to remember, Tex Watson was an educated person with Christian background. So a lot of people, when they have religion thrusted upon them by their families, they don't see it as the truth. They see it as it's something to scare the kids, something to make you a better person, something that's going to judge you as a person. You know, and so when people are saying, hey, sell me your soul. Well, you're going to, sure, I'll sell it to you. Give me a shot. Or, hey, I'll sell it to you. Give me 10 bucks. Because people don't realize that the soul is a thing. They just figure that it's up to the imagination. It's a fake. It's not real. You know, we hear about it all the time, but you don't see it. So how can it be real? Same thing with God. If you don't see it as being real, it's not real. You don't see it. You can't touch him. He's not there. But we all know that he is there. He is real. Your soul is real. And demons, they take advantage of that because you're naive to think that they don't exist. And again, I don't... Uh, say that the the drug was responsible for the crime. I, I was responsible for the crime. I made all the decisions from day one to make the choices uh, that I made. But the methamphetamine uh, uh, caused all the violence, that the anger, the hatred, the the rebellion, the resentment, uh, everything that was still in me, everything that I thought the drugs were taking from me and bringing me to that state of nothingness. They were all still there. That raging uh, individual was ready to come out. And when I committed my first crime and walked into the house, after I'd already killed one person, I told this individual that I was about to kill. I said, I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work. I had never thought I was the devil before. I'd never said I was the devil. I didn't think I was the devil. But out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So for a while now, I've been doing this show, and I was always trying to name the demons that were possessing these people. He just said who it was. He said, I am the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work. And as we all know, the devil is Lucifer or Satan. So here's something that I learned a while back through an exorcist uh, priest. He told me that 
the devil, the the um, Lucifer, and Satan are three of the same beings. It's kind of like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. So God actually split him into three different personalities. They are the same, but but they're not one. They're living a tortured life individually from each other. And when you think of demons, you got to think of them as not linear in time, but throughout time. They have no concept of time. There is no time for them. They could see you as you are now, as you were as a child, as you will be as an old person. They could see back to the day when Jesus Christ was crucified. Their timeline is not straight like ours. They have a different concept of time. So they're able to manipulate. They're able to lie. They're able to do things to you that you would have never assumed. If they want something from you at a later point in your life, they're going to start working on you further back in your life. So you might have had a dream where you allowed a friend in and that friend was actually a demon, you know, in your dreams. And this is when you're a child. And because they're seeing you as an adult and letting you come in as when they're children, when you're a child, then it makes sense. Because people always ask, why does God allow children to accept demons? Why does God allow children to be possessed? Why does God allow children for bad things to happen? Well, you got to think about this. It's not a linear line. We're not adults. We're adults to the demon all the time. We're just a person. We're not an adult. We're not a child. We're not a concept of time. We're just that person that's changing. And when you look at it that way, it stands to reason that they could use you as a child to develop you into what they want later on when you're an adult. And remember, there is no concept of time for them. But for us, you're allowing them to get inside of you when you're a child all the way to the time that they need to take advantage of you, which is later on in life. So this this war between demons and people is really something. Because if you're not aware of it, you could have a demon inside of you from the time you're born. Uh, not only that, you could also have a demon inside of you because of what other people do, sins of the Father. But we'll get into that some other time. Let's continue. Listen to texts. My parents would write me, and uh, my mother at the end of her letter always she'd say, we're praying for you, we're praying for you, Charles, and praying that you'll serve God and and all these were little seeds that were being planted. Now, I was still thinking about giving my life to God or not. You know, I still didn't know that much about it. So I continued to go over to the church, and, and uh, they were having a, a revival there one, one week. And I went to every service, and I sat there, and I heard the gospel. 
I mean, there was ministers there that, that was really preaching in the Spirit. The anointing of God was moving, and I knew I was missing something. When I kneeled there that, that day, there was something happening in the Spirit. It wasn't, I didn't, I knew that Jesus had died for my sins. I didn't know the theology of him rising from the dead and breaking the powers of darkness and blotting out the handwritings and the ordinances. I didn't know all that stuff that was against me nailing him to the cross. But I knew that something had taken place in my life. I asked Jesus to come into my heart. And I felt a peace and a love and a joy come in that I had never experienced before. And, and all the way back home that night over to my cell, which is not very far, I went home and I looked in the mirror and there was just a glow on my face and my face was glowing. And I looked in the mirror and I says, and this is free? <laughs> you know, and I thought to myself, I said, I said, here I spent all this money on drugs all my life, you know, and here I've received exactly what I was looking for, you know, in Christ Jesus. At no cost, it was completely free. <laughs> So for me, Tex Watson was possessed, not just by anyone, but by Satan himself, by the devil. And that devil recited in Charles Manson, who sent his followers out to go kill, pretty much an extension of himself. And Tex Watson, after everything happened, found peace with God. You know, he could still be getting drugs in prison. He could still be killing people in prison. But it was the light of God that took out that demon and showed him a different way. Why is that? He could have just said that he beat the drugs himself. He could have just said that he himself was the one that overpowered whatever demons he had inside of him. That's not what he said. He said God helped him. God took over. There was a light to him. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week on the new Demon Inside. Don't forget to subscribe to The Demon Inside on Spotify, Anchor, or any other podcast directory or through our website, anchor.fm backslash The Demon Inside. A new episode of The Demon Inside comes out each Monday. Let us know what you think and join the conversation on our Demon Inside Facebook page and on Instagram. We thank you for listening and hope you'll join me next Monday for a new Demon Inside. If you enjoyed this episode, tell your friends. I'm John Venom. We'll see you next time, if I don't get possessed. The Demon Inside was created and written by James Porter. It's a production of Venomous Entertainment. Theme music, Demon Inside, is on the album Conjure One by Reese Fulber. Background music was created by Lucas Key.